0: Hello everyone and welcome to Ian Hates Conversations. My name is Ian and I'm going to keep this intro brief because we have a lot to get to. My special returning guest is Austin of Ghost Key. That's right, their new album See This Through comes out this Friday through In Vogue Records. That means you still have plenty of time to pre-order and I'm telling you, you really should. I'm not just saying that because it's the third time that Austin has been on the show. I swear, you know I never lie when it comes to this. I am a huge fan of See This Through. It's one of my favorite albums this year. So let's begin with the single, Detach. Enjoy.
1: Looking back for answers to my secrets. Hoping to be blinded by the truth. I am damned, walking through the present. I am damned and alone because God for God makes it. Always follow me But looking back doesn't have to stay I know the reason it hurts it all It's cause I've led my best to find me I aim to find my way
0: Right, everyone, and welcome back to Ian Hates Conversations. I am here with three-time friend of the show, Austin from Ghost Keep. (laughs) Yeah, you like that nice professional intro?
2: Absolutely. What is up, dude?
0: Very nice to talk to you, man. I know you've been extremely busy. You're out on the road right now. You're on the phone. So let's start out right there. You had your first show of the brand-new tour you're doing with Obey the Brave uh, last night. So how did that go?
2: Um, well, that's a story. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> So, we found out yesterday uh our drummer went to a prompt care because he his hand was very swollen. Oh. And uh went to a prompt care and we found out that his hand is indeed broken. It is completely shattered. Wow. Uh So, he got a cast yesterday and we immediately panicked. We had driven 20 like 20, something like 22 hours Damn. to manchester new hampshire right to find out that we basically did not have a drummer um wow uh yeah so it's it's already been a trip uh but you know in in true uh ghost key fashion i guess we just did our best uh you know we we got on stage last night our drummer playing literally with one hand and it was probably one of the worst sets we've ever played but oh. i you know we got on stage and i just said like Hey, you know, we drove twenty plus hours to start this tour, uh, and we are not people who give up. And, right. you know, this isn't gonna be the best ghost ski set you've ever heard, but we came to play a show and like we're gonna do our best and hopefully you can appreciate that. And you know, we, we ripped it. It sounded I'm sure some type of way. <laughs> uh and you know, in between before and after the show we just we searched for a solution. We got lucky our friend Peo from a band called Kaunashi oh, is, he he literally dropped everything. He called his job today and was like, hey, I know I'm scheduled five shifts uh, in the next week, but uh, I can't do it. So, uh. yeah, insane. We picked him up last night, and the guys are actually, we're in, we had to drop our Buffalo show today. Right. And we're in, uh, like, just, just outside of Boston. The guys are literally inside in a practice space. Like, he's learning all, all of our set in one day and then we were jumping back on tomorrow.
0: That's insane. I mean, you guys are troopers. That's that's crazy. So uh yeah, you could call it that. I <laughs> I I have, I have
2: a lot of words for it. I don't know if, I don't know if trooper would
0: be it. <laughs> well, how did he end up breaking his hand in the first place and then not knowing? Um so
2: a poor guy. So I have to I have to lead off with this is completely uncharacteristic. I mean, anybody that's ever met Andrew knows that he is like the sweetest human oh, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And so basically what happened is he was having like a really, really bad day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when I say bad day, I don't mean like uh, something, you know, just, it wasn't anything stupid. I mean, it was, he, he was just kind of struggling like mentally and right. kind of dealing with his own depression and stuff. And it got the best of him and he punched the wall. Like uh, as, as, as stupid as that is, like I've done it. I yeah. That. yeah. I, I, I think anybody that's, that's been there you know they've let shit just build up and build up and build up you you finally hit a point where like a couple things go wrong and then you just kind of go blind and sure. and that's what happened man he just like went red and he punched the wall and i mean he immediately knew he was yeah. like that was so stupid and you know everyone like we were upset with him of course like sure you, you literally took the one thing you needed and slammed it into a wall <laughs> but like I, i've been there man Like right. I've, Me I've too punched yep. walls and I've I've screamed over nothing because like sometimes it just builds up and you explode and then you feel dumb afterwards. So yeah, I mean it it sucks man, but like we're dealing with it and uh he's still here with just like he always would be with a smile on his face and like trying to make the best of it.
0: Yeah, and look, at least it wasn't someone's face. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. are
2: Yeah, 100%. <laughs> there
0: are better things. So the question is then because obviously I've met him as well and you're absolutely correct. So what is the prognosis? Like how long does it take you to heal from a broken hand? Um, so the doctor
2: told him like probably about two weeks, okay. which is hilarious because that's literally the, the tour. The entire
0: tour. <laughs> it's right. only
2: two weeks long. <laughs> um, and so there's a slight chance, the only bummer and I think the thing that he's most bummed out about is we are playing a record release show in our hometown right uh, on the 24th and there is there is like probably a fifty-fifty chance that he cannot play, and that we have to find somebody else. I see. Um, so I, I, yeah, I mean, like I said, two weeks, uh, give or take. It depends on how his hands looking, uh, and also it's up to him. Like you know, if, if he really wants to be, I'll use the word trooper here. Sure. Uh, if he wants to tear that cast off, I mean, you know, he, you know, nobody's holding him to it. He doesn't have to keep it on. If he wants to tear it off and and rip the show like he's more than welcome to, but uh, I guess that's it's where we're lining somebody up now just to be prepared, but Smart. you know, when we get home, we'll cross that bridge.
0: Yeah. Wow, man. All right. Well, I honestly wasn't expecting that because I <laughs> nobody was. Yeah. I, ha- I hadn't checked in with anyone that was able to go into the show yesterday. So I didn't know that coming in. So that is yeah. absolutely crazy. But I saw the announcement about Buffalo, so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe something happened. But that is very cool, though, at least that you've been able to get a replacement and that you guys are basically training him right now for the rest of the tour.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, he, he's look, He uh, first shout out to Keonashi. Uh, we're yeah. playing three shows with them at the end of this tour oh, as part of our record release celebration. So it works out. Uh, like, Peo is obviously just going to be with us, and then when Keonashi jumps on, he's just going to play drums with them, too. Uh, so that works out and like the dude is a just a sweetheart and like mm-hmm. an amazing person for literally dropping everything to help us because Absolutely. prior to this we weren't super good friends or anything like we knew each other mm-hmm. but you know he had no reason he, he has no reason to help us like there's nothing in this for him other than like we're paying for his food and then like hopefully you know there's like a kickback at the end if we right. can afford it but uh, he's pretty much just doing it because he's a good person and also he's an amazing drummer so like it works out.
0: That's awesome. All right, yeah, that that's great to hear. It's really yeah, nice I mean, in the scene when yeah, another band can help another band out even not being super close friends as you mentioned. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, we'll talk more about some touring for sure. But yeah. now let me let me ask you this because you know, you've just been out on tour recently and now you know, you're starting this new one. But I had to ask right away so we get it out of the way. I have noticed, and I know we talked about this before as well, I have noticed that so many people are still obsessed that you have shorter hair now.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. They, dude, people won't let it go. They
0: won't. I, I it's noticed so it on every. weird. Time. Yeah, it's really weird. I just wanted to know how that affects your psyche sometimes because you put out a new video like for Detach or you put out a new video for Heart Support. And yeah. right there in the comments, it's all I really liked Austin with the longer hair.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I don't know, man. So like, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day because I think it's, it's kind of similar. So, uh, our, our friends that knocked loose, uh, Brian cut his hair recently, right. and it was the same thing, dude. People were like, "No, why did you cut your hair?" And like, I nobody ever said how much they liked it. <laughs> like, yeah, like it before, was never. But- yeah, like nobody came up to me and was like, "Dude, I love your hair." So then I cut it. Like I didn't think I didn't think it'd be a big deal. I mean, I would have done it regardless. Well, but, right, right. You know, it was just like all of a sudden people, were like, "Dude, I can't believe you cut your hair." And I was just like, I didn't realize it was like a thing. Like I didn't I didn't realize that was part of like my persona was <laughs> a, like a, a haircut or or the lack thereof.
0: It's so weird, and that's why I had to bring it up. Because I just couldn't believe that it continues. I mean, I guess, you know, you mentioned Brian of Knock Loose. I guess it also kind of happened with Patty Walters from As It Is, you know, when he did his whole, like, style change. but Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know a
2: lot about that band, but I know what you're talking about because I'm pretty sure there was, like, a a literal article about it.
0: Yeah, doing full reports. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, bro, this
2: guy, it's just a haircut. Right he's just like changing the way he looks like I don't why are you why do you care
0: yeah it's all music anyways so
2: yeah I I think it kind of goes to show that um as much as like hardcore and like metalcore and all that wants to not be mainstream Mm -hmm. uh we we definitely follow like the same trends because you know you you see people on tv it's like oh Miley Cyrus's new haircut or whatever (laughs) like as much as we don't want to be mainstream, like we still follow the same trends and we're still attached to like the same things.
0: Well, let me ask you this. And I mean, you're very outspoken and you have a lot of great opinions. I mean, we've had two great shows where we've talked about a bunch of different things. Sure. I, I almost feel like in the scene now, people are trying to be more mainstream. You know what I mean? Like you've got all press, yeah. you've got rock sound, they're really trying to push into the mainstream I mean obviously you want the band to do well you want the new album to see the suit to do well but like what is your opinion on that whole push to really be mainstream
2: Um, I mean I I think especially when you when you look at like hardcore and metalcore Mm -hmm. um, I I think hardcore will always it will always not be mainstream just because as far as like genres go you have like obviously you have like your your super heavy like deathcore, grind death metal like that stuff Mm -hmm. but hardcore kind of fits into the same world where it's like that stuff just isn't accessible no matter how much people try to make it accessible like uh, just the you know the the average listener somebody who sits around and maybe listens to like i don't know the the rap caviar playlist on spotify Ah, like probably isn't gonna care about a terror song like ever (laughs) uh but as far as like metalcore goes, you know, even even with like a push into the mainstream, I I don't know that that's really a bad thing and, and mm-hmm. I honestly don't even know how big that can get. Uh, uh I, I would love to see it be huge to to be honest. Like I think I think I mean really down to it, I just think metalcore's sick, but Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, um, same here. Yeah. But like I mean, hardcore and metalcore like changed my life. Like that shit means everything to me and if if metalcore bands like becoming huge can change somebody else's life and like mean as much to them as it does to me like right awesome it just means it that that affects more people and also then people start making money which like you know nobody wants to talk about like oh it's all for the love of the music and stuff which it 100 percent is like I certainly am not making money being here, but unfortunately, yeah, I would love to like, right. You know, who, who doesn't want to get paid to do what they love? Like, I don't know. I, I've never, I, I've always thought that was pretty silly. The whole, like it's all for the love of the music. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but also like, I got a phone bill, man. Yeah. Like I got, I, I, I got rent to pay and, and I'm certainly not doing it now. And I would love to be able to continue doing, the thing that i've poured you know at this point probably tens of thousands of my own dollars into, right and see a return on that and like finally be able to pay my rent on time or something it'd be awesome but yeah i I think it's a good thing overall um it's it's healthy and and let's be honest like it it's kind of a a a kick to the head for people who keep saying like oh metal is dead rock is dead like you know, it, it's, like, really because it's kind of getting bigger.
0: That's the hope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, like, obviously, yeah, rock and roll 20 years ago was was just the biggest thing in the world. But, like, it kind of died down and it, and it kind of stepped back a little bit and, I guess, reinvented itself in the form of, like, metalcore bands and stuff. And, and now it's, like, on the rise again. Like, look at all these huge festivals. Like, Danny Weimer is literally the the king of these, like, big heavy fests all around the country. Oh, sure. And you've got massive metalcore bands playing those fests and headlining to, like, thousands and thousands of people. Like, metalcore is getting big. Yeah. And, I mean, either you're on board or you're not, but, like, let's be honest, you, one guy's opinion about how it's too mainstream, like, you're not stopping anybody.
0: No, no, for sure. And I think the thing is I would have no problem with metalcore, metal whatever, being more mainstream i think the worry that people have or the concern maybe is the right way to put it is that a lot of the bands that are now becoming more mainstream have changed their sound so they're more the mainstream sound than actual metalcore you know what i mean yeah yeah 100 percent. and
2: like i get that argument because guess what like we've already heard that like we put out heart support and and i and we knew this like you know that it it was not a surprise to us at all. We knew as soon as we wrote that song that that's what people would yeah, say.
0: Yeah. Sure.
2: Uh, it's ridiculous. But it, it's it's it, it's one of those things where like myself as an artist, I always want to do something different. I know that's super cliché. You hear that all the time, but like until you're in those shoes and like mm-hmm. you've been doing this a while, you I don't know that you really understand you want to do something different after a right. while. And I'm not saying like I don't want to yell anymore because like obviously it's all over the new record. Like I'm still where my heart's at, but you know, you want to try new things and like, see if you can do it, see if you can pull it off or, or express an emotion in a different way than you previously had. And like when a band changes their sound, like I might not like it, I might not, might not be on board, but like who doesn't want to play to more people and have more people sing your songs. Right. Like just because you sound different now, doesn't mean that you did it just for the dollar because there's plenty of bands that, have tried to do like the metalcore into active rock thing and like it didn't work, but right. that's just what they wanted to do. So they kept doing it. Like, yeah, a, l- a lot of people, you know, people have opinions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really, that's, that's I have what a it boils down to. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I, I totally get that for sure. And let's even change because look, I can talk to you about tons of stuff, but let's actually switch over because, you know, you brought yeah. up Heart Support. You know, the brand new album, See This Through comes out on November 16. Now, I have been lucky enough to hear it for the probably the last two weeks or so, and I messaged you, you know, as soon as I listened to it. Yeah, yeah, dude, that blew me away. Oh, dude, you know my feelings on the band, and it's always, I mean, if I don't make it, was my, fi- you know, one of my favorite albums of 2017. This new album, uh- See This Through, is now <laughs> one of my favorite albums of 2018. So, and you know, I wouldn't have you on the show if I was like, you know, ah, uh, you know, Austin sold out, and this is terrible, and, you know, I talked to you about it. (laughs) You you know what I mean. We've always been very honest with each other when it comes to this stuff. But the album is so damn good. And heart support, obviously, is very different than what you've done in the past. So I I loved it because when I heard it, I go, did they bring in someone to feature? And I just, you know, (laughs) it's not on the stream there. But then it turns out it is you doing the clean vocals. And yeah. the question everyone I'm sure has asked you already, but it's you wanted to try something new. What made you want to do it for that track itself?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's honestly a, a great question and and it, an easy one for me. Okay, um, okay. So when I wrote that song, uh I'll give you a little background on it. It sure. it the song is essentially Obviously, the title is Heart Support. It's named after the organization Heart Support. Right. Uh, I want to make sure that people know that if they somehow didn't make the connection or maybe don't know who they are. For sure. Uh, An amazing organization that advocates for uh, changes in the way that mental health is handled in this country and and not only advocates but provides resources for people. At this point, they put out three books. Right. uh, And and they, they really are like... They're on the front lines, you know, they're not just selling t-shirts with a slogan on them or anything like that. They're out here, they're talking to kids, and they're making sure that they can do everything they can and spend every dollar that they have uh, saving as many lives as possible. So they're an amazing organization. Yeah. Uh, and they've done a lot for me personally. It's not even just, uh, like, I like them. I mean, they've, th- those people have done more for me than they possibly could ever understand. So I, when I wrote this song, um, it was about my uh about my girlfriend who I've been with for a very long time and she was uh struggling with all I mean honestly all kinds of things but really down to the core it was uh depression that she had failed to diagnose for a long time wasn't really wow. sure what to do about it and she finally started seeing a therapist and I mean it, it changed everything for oh, her good. she she learned a lot more about herself uh learned a lot about where all those feelings came from and and you know why she feels this way Mm -hmm. and it really to its core that song was just my way to remind her that even on your worst day and that's what the chorus is like even on your worst day you've changed my life for the better and like you mean so much to me and so yeah i mean it started off as just like a traditional love song and like she has always said since the beginning of the band you know it's crazy that you don't sing, and the reason is is because I have uh, a background in, in classically trained singing. I, right. I was in a uh, like a pretty exclusive choral group from the time I was in fifth grade all the way till I graduated high school. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was a tryout only group full of like twenty kids, and we like traveled around the country and stuff and like sang. And so like I have a classical singing background. I've just never done it in goski because i was afraid on more than anything just just terrified of what people would think oh and uh, so i wrote that song for her and i was like i'm i'm gonna sing, like i'm gonna sing for her because she's she's always asked me why i did not and it it felt like the right the right mood and the right emotion it it felt appropriate like as soon as we wrote it i was like this is the," because i we went into the record knowing there was gonna be a song with singing on it because i wanted to try it as soon as that song got finished we were like this is the song this is definitely it
0: No, that's great. And first off, it's very good to hear that she's doing better because I know you had mentioned, I think when we did our first talk, she was in the background and I remember, you know, hearing some of the stuff (laughs) behind the two of you. So that is great to hear that she's doing better. I know, especially with mental health and depression, which is something we've talked about in depth, I think in the second show as well, you know, I suffer from that as well. And so many people do. So it's not, it's not like it's something that can just be cured. Right away. So it's great to have, you know, organizations like Heart Support to be able to help people with stuff like that. And what I also really enjoyed about the track was not only can that be for your girlfriend, you know, who you love and is going through all this stuff, but then also based on the music video, people can take those lyrics and put them towards their own life and their own feeling and maybe people who have helped them through as well which has been something that's always been great about ghost key in general is that you can no matter what you're writing your songs about you can take those lyrics and that feeling and that emotion and put it towards what you love and what gets you through as well which is something that i always appreciate
2: yeah man and, and that's something i do i did want to say something about to the music video so uh you, you know you're talking about people taking kind of whatever they want away from the, the lyrics I, that's super important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's always been a thing that I've done with all the bands that I love. I, I, I've had conversations with people in bands who've written songs that mean the world to me and to hear them talk about what it, what it means to them or what they wrote it about. It, it sometimes is so wildly different than what I took away from it. And I, right. I love that. That's one of my favorite things about music is that uh, a song that can be so specific can also be so broad for so many people and uh i I, by sharing that story you know talking about my girlfriend it's it's kind of just a for me it's a way to be able to talk about her and and tell people how much she means to me because she's like my entire world but i don't want people to like focus on that because and that's exactly why the music video is the way it is because it that song means especially after we finished it 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 started to mean a lot to me in a lot of different ways and one of the ways that I didn't even realize until we started talking about it. And then it hit me like a, like a truck was, uh, John Fleischman, the the guy that directed the music video, he came up with the concept for that. And as soon as he told me like what the song meant to him and like what he got from it, uh, dude, it it broke me because I I have struggled with body image since ever since I can remember. I, I'm not a, I'm not a small guy by any means. And, you know, sometimes I, I see pictures of myself in a swimsuit or I'm changing in front of the mirror just like one of the actors in the video is. And like, yeah. it, you know, sometimes I, I just get inside my own head about it. And I'm like, why aren't you smaller? Why can't you be skinny? Why can't you look like somebody else? Why aren't you prettier? Like, and it and it crushes me. As soon as he told me the concept for the video, that, that song, like I said, it just took on several different meanings. And, and it's it's really awesome to be able to do that. And like I said, shout out to John. Yeah. for for bringing that uh bringing that concept up because it's so relatable and, and and as soon as the video came out we had so many people telling us like you know i struggle with body image too and i was like fuck man me too like yeah me too so bad and uh yeah I, i'm really really proud of that video it's it's one of my favorite videos we've ever done
0: no absolutely and yeah i completely get the concept and no matter what anyone's ever been able to tell me i've always had i mean we've met in person. I've always yeah. had body image issues. No matter what anyone has said, like "Oh, don't worry about anything," I could never do what those people yeah. did on that music video.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, just... I, and and I don't even know their names. I wish I did. I I don't have them offhand. But like, uh, the biggest shout out to them for for being comfortable in in sharing their flaws and like allowing so many people to see that because uh, I I I can't say that given. If I was given the same opportunity, I I don't know if I would have taken it because I don't know how comfortable I would have been. So, yeah, I mean, we appreciate them endlessly. And I, like I said, I wish I had their names, but just so 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 important and like so awesome that they did that for us.
0: Oh, absolutely, no, for sure. So, going from heart support as the second single, you know, you had the first single as Detach. Was the reason for choosing Detach first? was because you didn't want to deal with any of the kind of backlash from people on heart support where they'd be like, "Hey, oh no, is this the way the rest of the Ghost Key album is going to be where there's, you know, singing and screaming?" Was that kind of the reason for putting Detach Out first?
2: Uh yeah, yeah, so definitely part of the reason. Uh I I think that we're like a pretty transparent band, so like yeah. you know, when it comes to stuff like this, I I and in fact, I sometimes get in trouble because we're too transparent. <laughs> um but <laughs> Uh yeah, I am I'm, I'm 100% like it it so the the way that we thought about it was what does the task sound like as far as previous Ghost key records mm-hmm. and we looked at it from the angle that it's very similar in like some parts, you know, like the, I think the breakdown is like a pretty pretty standard like Ghost key song. Yeah. Uh and I think uh, the chorus ideas are very ghost key, but it was also a way for us to sort of show off, Hey, we have progressed a little bit. Uh, where, you know, we write a little bit more of a pop structure now because we have a lot of fun with choruses and we think they're sick. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, this is what we sound like now. It's, it's very similar to what we used to do, but also there are some changes and like, hopefully, hopefully you like them and hopefully you get used to them because there are a lot of, there are a lot of songs on the record with choruses because, we went into the record thinking you know the pop structure no matter how how like how much people shit on it is the way it is because it's fun it's it's right. the most fun way for especially for us to play a song like the chorus is it, it's an e- a chorus for me is an easy way to get an idea across it sums everything up and also again who doesn't want people to sing Right. And and so that, that's what it was for us. It was, hey, this is old Ghost Key, but also new Ghost Key. Like, hope you like it.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say when I came out of listening to that, and I'm now since then, I listened to it over and over and over again. And when I listen to it, I hear that same melodic hardcore from, you know, the first EP, from If I Don't Make It, but then you've melded it together with metalcore. So you've taken the metalcore structure of having those poppy choruses added in the hardcore screaming to it, and then you've still got the melodic hardcore all around. So you've kind of built that core of, you know, no pun intended, of metal. Yeah, I was going to say, we (laughs) built the core of the core. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of what I got from it. And it seems like that was kind of the direction that you had wanted to go in. So you're still making the album that you want to make.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think, Anybody would who anybody who listened to if I don't make it, I don't think they heard detach and they were like, "Whoa, why is there choruses all over this song?" Right. Well, you know, because we we did experiment with it a little bit on the last record, mm-hmm. and like I said, it was a fun way for us to write songs. We really enjoyed. We enjoy playing the songs with choruses, like we play those songs on tour, mm-hmm. and and those are some of the most fun songs to play. So you know, if if you enjoy a format, if you enjoy a formula, why not? continue doing that formula
0: oh sure i mean it's very well relatively similar you had brought up knock loose before they're one of those hardcore bands that mixed in metalcore and now have been accepted in the quote-unquote metalcore community you know they're yeah the, yeah 100%. They're the biggest hardcore band like there's there's no one that is bigger than knock loose with a fan base right now yeah so yeah, absolutely it completely makes sense, and since you like that music as it is anyways, it totally makes sense that you would do this as well. So going from If I Don't Make It now to see this through, when you were doing the recording, was there anything else that you were looking to change? Because obviously, like we said, added the choruses, you know, you did what you did on heart support, but was there anything else you were looking to showcase on this album?
2: Yeah, 100%. So I, I'll, I'll share with you kind of our, I guess, our mantra of sorts going into the record and it, 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 it's kind of a scary one, but it was just, this isn't forever. So let's stop caring. And Uh, all right. I mean, and, and that, that that was like literally what we built the record around was stop being afraid to do certain things. Stop being afraid to write heavy parts. Stop being afraid to write choruses. Stop being afraid to be compared to this band or that band. It, 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 it literally just stopped being important. And once, we we like let that fear just kind of wash off
3: mm-hmm.
2: we we just did whatever we wanted and so we did do choruses you know we did heavy stuff and we did super soft stuff yeah and i think because we didn't care we came out with like one of the one of the coolest pieces of music i've ever been a part of and, and both lyrically and musically because there are so many things on see this through that i was so afraid to do and when i say afraid i mean like legitimate conversation where i we would we would all agree oh no we can't play that riff it's too heavy or wow. okay. no we can't write that chorus because it's too soft and we just we just abandon that idea altogether because we all kind of realize like this band is not forever no band is forever like right. music is so finite and nobody can tour forever, and no band lasts forever. So instead of like trying so hard to be just one thing, let's just take everything that we love mm-hmm. and just throw it into a pot, and and whatever comes out comes out. And and I think what came out is, quite honestly, it's fucking sick. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> I, I I could I can't put it any other way. Like it's I'm so so excited. I, I have never listened to, I've been telling people this every time they ask how I feel about the record, Mm -hmm. I've never listened to a ghost key record and loved every song. I've never gone into a ghost key record and not been able to pick the singles.
0: Ah, okay.
2: Which it, it like sucks to admit because, you know, nobody wants to be like, oh, I don't really like some of the music we wrote. But again, like being transparent, there are songs that we wrote that at the time I was like. Yeah, this is cool, and then now I'm just like, eh, you know, I would have done something different. But there is not a single song on "See This Through" that I am not just like losing my mind about. <laughs> it, it, I, it, every song is amazing, in my opinion. Like, it, obviously, I'm in the band of bias.
0: Well, sure, but you're also you're on Ian hates conversations talking about the album that I love. So, if there's going to be a place for you to, you know, really, like, hype it up and talk about it, this would be the place.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't be- I tell this, this is another thing I say a lot. I don't believe in a lot of things, but I fucking believe in this record. Yes. And, and, and if pe- people know me personally, no, like, I struggle with self-esteem and I struggle with, like, believing in myself. But, I, I don't know, whatever, something about this record, like, I just believe in it. More than anything I've believed in in my entire life.
0: Absolutely, man. And look, you talk about not liking some of the older tracks that you've done. I think that's every band. I mean, sure. You yeah, see, yeah, 100%.
2: Yeah. I, I think a lot of bands don't admit that, but yeah, right, absolutely.
0: Right. The way I look at it is, in most cases, the songs that bands don't like as much anymore, they don't play live. You know, yeah. sometimes they'll throw it in because that's like a huge crowd favorite. But in yep, general, yep. yeah, you, you build your set list around the songs that either they know they play well, or you just love so much at that time that that's what you work on. And as you continually go on tours, some of those tracks kind of drop off.
2: Yeah. And I think we're very lucky because the songs that people love are also the songs that we love. Mm -hmm. And it kind of made it easier to write the record in that respect. So like when we went into the record, we were like looking at our Spotify and I was, Okay. The first thing that stuck out to me was, oh, Indecision is our top song. Mm-hmm. We can write heavy riffs. People like when we write heavy riffs. That's that's awesome because we were afraid of that. That's why Indecision is the heaviest song on the last record because sure. we were like, oh, we'll just do one and, and maybe get away with it. And we realized, <laughs> oh, people really like that song. So we're okay. We can do that.
0: Right. Wow. That's an interesting way to look at it. And when you talk about that being the heaviest and everything else is like is softer. Than that, there are people out there that are like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Yeah, yeah,
2: I've definitely had people tell me like, "They're like, dude, the record is heavy," and I'm just like, "I, I don't know if we listen to the same record, but I'm glad you think so."
0: Right. Well, I can tell you for sure, and I can tell all the listeners out there that this album is definitely heavier than if I don't make, yeah, it, for sure. Oh yeah. But I, you know, I love both of them, anyways. So it's one of those things where it's it's not saying it's an improvement necessarily. It's more it's just a style change or it's a, it's an, it's a uh, increase in that style of, of heaviness. But then, like you said, you're able to go, you know, much softer and you have a track like I have to see this through, which is what you end the album with. And that was the one I remember on social media, you would ask people to send in either video clips or audio clips of them you know talking about their lives and their struggles can you take me through how that all came about
2: yeah 100 percent. so the hardest uh the the most difficult to listen to song on the record <laughs> yeah. Um, is yeah it's i have to see this through and so i i don't we were actually having this discussion the other day i don't know where that idea came from oh okay. uh i remember a conversation in the van on a tour that we did last year where i was afraid to bring that idea up Hmm. i thought everyone would think it's stupid nobody would care and it was just a dumb idea that i had and it was fleeting and for some reason i was like hey i think this is really stupid even though i didn't think it was stupid right right. (laughs) and i was like "Uh, so like if it's dumb like just tell me and we don't have to do it but like i think it would be cool if we did this and immediately everyone was like Dude, that's sick. Like why would we not do that? And I was just like, "Oh. Yeah, yeah, it is sick." And so like that it started there sometime last year and from there it was uh kind of just <laughs> it was a little bit of planning and a lot of just throwing stuff at a wall and hoping it works. Um I made an email address and I just posted on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and I was like, "Hey, we have this idea. We we think we want to know we, or we think we know what to do with this stuff, but we need your help, you know. So yeah. if you want to just sit down in front of a, a camera or even just plug in some headphones, send us like a 30 second to a minute long clip of you just talking about something that you struggled with or that's important to you. It, it doesn't matter. You know, there, there wasn't real strict criteria. Right. I just wanted to have people tell me a story. And, and that really like those those that's the key sentence tell me a story. Mm -hmm. And what we got was nothing short of incredible. Uh, it it started off. We probably had 400 to 500 people initially be interested. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of those people got scared when they realized it was about being vulnerable (laughs) because it was cryptic. We started off just saying, Hey, we're doing a project. We need you, uh, email this email address and we'll respond with instructions. Right. And so they, you know, they kind of poured in and then I sent everybody the instructions. And from there it got whittled down to probably, I want to say like maybe a hundred people, maybe a little less. Okay. Uh, like I said, I, I think the vulnerability scared people, which yeah. is oh, totally sure. fine. I, you know, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah. And uh, so then we, we contacted all the people that said they were interested and we said, cool, you have until this day. Uh, there are no strict requirements, just, Do your thing and send it to us, and we have some ideas. Because it 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 really wasn't set in stone that they were going to go on a specific song, or you know we've been using some of the clips on tour in the intro for the for the set. Like it it wasn't set in stone. I just knew that in some way, are one of these people's voices involved in in our record? Because at the end of the day, every person who's ever come up to me or to Chris, or Steven, or whoever, after we've played a set, and they've told us, you know, they were struggling with depression, or they were struggling with anxiety, or they lost a parent, or a brother, or somebody in their life is addicted to a a substance, like, Mm -hmm. all these stories influence the way that I write a record, and they influence the, the, the stories that I end up telling, because I realize that, the things that I go through are things that a lot of people go through and they might not talk about them. And so I start hearing these stories pour in and, and these kids telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well this, you know, this song, like for instance, uh heart support, like mm-hmm. that song is no longer just about me because there are so many people who've been through either exactly what that song has been, uh, been written about or, or what the music video is about or even anything else. So like, I just don't think that people realize how much of an influence on us they have when they tell us these stories, you know, they might think that it's a, it's a a minute long conversation. And then I forget about it, but I really don't. And so I wanted to make sure that on this record, it was not just me telling other people's stories, but letting them tell it themselves, at least for just a little bit. And so that's kind of where see the suit came from.
0: Wow. So when you're going through all of those, I mean, all those probably heartbreaking, you know, struggling stories that people are telling you. Like Hardest how, thing I've ever had to that's do. That's what I was about to say. It, it had to have been extremely yeah. difficult. Did that ever, you know, kind of push things back because you had to take a break? You're like, hey, I don't think we can put this one out yet because I still need time to go through.
2: Yeah. So that was the last song that we did. It was the last song we recorded, the last okay. time we put together because it took me so long to go through those. I, there, was, there were some days where I could just cruise through them, and not that they weren't heartbreaking, but I was just in a better spot than I sure. would be the day before or the day after, and I could sit there and listen to 20 of them, 30 of them, and cut them up and, and do what I needed to do. And there were some days where I would open the first one and be in tears, and oh. like I, I just had to, I had to close my laptop and, and go do something else. Right. Uh, right. Honestly, like I said, one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever had to do because these people were literally bearing their souls for us. Right. And I know that that's what I asked for, but yeah. I'm not sure that I really understood how much it would mean to me and and, and hopefully how much it would mean to them oh, when, sure. when we asked for it because I I was, yeah, it was rough, man. It was <laughs> like just thinking about it, I'm like shaking. Because yeah,
0: yeah I imagine so. And even
2: still, like thinking about it, I, I I skip that song on the record every time. Uh, I, I I've only listened to it probably less than ten for sure.
0: Well, how did you? And not to, we won't focus on this for the whole time. No, honestly, no,
2: I I'm totally fine talking about it. It's it's super important to me.
0: So yeah, yeah, and it's a like like you said, it's a heartbreaking but inspiring track. So I guess let's just get into the nitty-gritty a little bit. How did you decide on the structure of that song? Because obviously you have the intro with everyone sharing bits and pieces of their story. Then you have you come in and you've kind of got a build-up, and then you've got more of the stories at the end of the track as well. And it's kind of yeah. like a rallying cry for Ghost Key and the people that love Ghost Key. It's a very interesting, like I've never, I don't think I've ever heard a track like that before so i'm just wondering how did you put all of that together yeah
2: so um like i said the the song itself nothing had been decided when we wrote all the music Mm -hmm. and when we wrote the the actual music for that song it was more of an idea that a big influence of ours especially like if you look back at winter which you you shouldn't but if you do (laughs) (laughs) um a big influence of ours has always been post-rock. We're right. all huge fans of the genre. Uh, you know, y- your big staple bands like Isis, which is more post-metal, but sure. same sub-genre, whatever. Isis and uh, Explosions in the Sky, right, stuff right. like that. It, it, it's it's had a big influence on us. That's why we started using pedals and reverb and delays and because we love that style of music. And so back to what I said earlier with just doing whatever we wanted, I was like, let's let's just like write a post rock song and if yeah. it sucks, like we won't use it, but like let's just at least write it and see what happens and so we wrote that song, I think initially it was like seven minutes long <laughs> and and we knew like when we were done, we're like, okay, like now let's trim the fat because we as much as post rock is sick, like we can't have a seven minute ghost key song. I have no idea what we'd do, <laughs> so we trimmed it down and like it kind of became what it was, and mm. then once the song was done musically we started listening to the clips again. And I was like, I think this is it. And I started just kind of layering stuff real lazily, like to get an idea of what it would be. And I showed it to the guys and they were like, that's it. That's definitely the one. And from there, you know, we, we, we started cutting it a little deeper and, and making it a little more structured. And, and honestly, the way that it's structured is, so ba- a basic explanation would be the beginning half is people who are struggling. You know, they're they're telling us about how they they're they feel like they're falling behind or they feel numb, and and the middle half is me. I I only have I I want to say it's like six lines or something. Um, yeah. the middle half is me letting them know that. They are literally the reason that I am here. Mm-hmm. They're the only reason that I'm in a band. The only reason that we've continued doing this and and that's where the line you know because of what you've given me, I have to see this through is i I feel like I have a responsibility to the people who have put so much of themselves in into what we do and supported us for so long that mm-hmm. it's not an option for me to give up prematurely like I've wanted to so many times right and then the back half of the song is. Uh, two clips, one from my friend Mikey, and I feel so bad, but I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, And and they were the only two clips that had such a positive message attached to them. Mikey's first half is him talking about the loss of his mother. Mm -hmm. And the second half is is what you hear on the record. It's literally what he says. You know, I want you to know that you're not alone and that people are going through the same things as you. Right. And... Then the final clip, he says um, that there is a place for him on this earth, and that when I heard that, yeah, like it just blew me away because it it just somehow it landed in my lap. He said the words he said because that's what he was on his mind, Mm -hmm. and it fits so perfectly as the final line of the record, as just a reminder that. I'm struggling. You're struggling. But like we're all here, and there's a place for everybody. And and you know that's something that everybody should hear. That everybody should know. And I know that like you don't always feel that way, but it's true. Like you you belong here. You weren't born for for no reason. As it's cliche as that sounds, like big or small, like you have a purpose. I I and I truly believe that with every fiber of my being.
0: That is, well look. We're gonna I'm gonna let everyone know because obviously I've I've heard this this will be out, you know, hopefully before, you know, the album drops. When when people hear that, they're going to get shivers. That I mean, that's what happened to me. You get goosebumps (laughs) as you listen to the track. But what I've also noticed is even with If I Don't Make It and Now we'll see this through, you've kind of ended both on a positive note. And maybe that's just the way I look at things. Again, it's possible. But for me, if I don't make it, the title track is my favorite track on that album. And you kind of leave things on a positive note on that one as well as you do with See This Through. Was that done on purpose?
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, uh, you, you know, you say that the if I don't make it, it's like kind of positive. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend criticized me. So much when when she heard that song because she was like yeah but it's not positive and I was like no it is and and I and she finally understood it It, Mm is I wasn't saying that I'm definitely gonna lose my life or that I'm you know I'm definitely not gonna be around but the thing I was saying is that I felt like at the time everything that I that I had buried as deep as possible it all came out Right. And for the first time I felt like I had said everything that was on my mind and I didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm glad that you see that because that's what it was. It was very positive. Yeah. That song was, was huge for me in, in just trying to accept the fact that I'm not perfect and that sometimes I fuck up, but at least I did everything I could at the time. Right. And, uh, when we, when we wrote the post rock song, as it was affectionately known <laughs> most of the 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 process
3: Sure.
2: we we were like, you know this I think this would be really cool at the end of the record. It's very similar to the last l p in that it's kind of a i guess the best word to use would be theatrical it's sure. a it's a very like theatrical song, it has big crescendos and mm-hmm. stuff and and we were just like, yeah, I think this would fit at the end of the record and, it was 100% once, once we started figuring out where all the clips went and I wrote the lyrics for it, it was 100% done to be similar to the last record. I, I just ah. think it's a cool way to end a record. It, it leaves you with something to think about, or, or at the very least, hopefully it's the last song you hear on the record and it leaves you feeling something. Right.
0: Yeah, a lasting impression.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, I totally get that. Now, a little small detail that I just want to check on because you know a lot of bands like you know they have certain album artwork that they continue with. They have you know certain little hints of the band that they like to continue on. What I notice with if I don't make it, the title track is the last track of that album, and then with here with see it through, uh, see this through. Sorry, the final is I have to see this through. So you've added kind of the title of the album to that final track. Is that something that's going to be a trend? For a future Ghost Key, or was this just coincidence?
2: Uh, it so it for everyone else, it was on purpose. Okay, uh, it was actually <laughs> it was like a hot topic of discussion. Oh. I didn't want to call the record "see this through." Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I actually at this point don't remember what I wanted it to be called because it wasn't as cool as "see this through." <laughs> but um, yeah, I was actually super against it when it was brought up to me. Uh, I don't know why. I think I was just being difficult, but everyone was like, "This is really cool" because it was our manager's idea. It was shout out to uh, my man Davey Muse, oh, who's nice. actually currently on tour in on the East Coast. Um, but yeah, it was that was all Davy. Okay. He he was like, you know, I, I've listened to the record now uh, a handful of times, and every time I listen to it, that's what sticks out to me. And uh-huh. I was like, no, no, just being <laughs> stubborn, being an asshole, and. I I think I I took some time and I sat down with it and I listened to the record and I digested it over and over. And I was like, you know what? He's right. As much as I don't want to admit he's right, because I'm stubborn. He's right. It's that's what it should be for sure. And, and as soon as we got the album artwork done and because the, the album artwork is, it has eyes all over it. It, It's literally inspired by that song. The, the corny idea behind it, uh, the artist crushed my interpretation Ah, was uh you know people always say the the old saying is the eyes of the window to the soul right and if if i look at this record and all the songs on it it, this is to its core my soul like this i've bared everything that i could on this record just the same way that i tried to on the last record and i think Mm -hmm. i've done a better job this time Ah. and i'll so I approached him with that idea. I was like, you know, the eyes of the window of soul. The record is called "See This Through." I, I'm not sure what you want to do with it, but, but just give me what you got. And he came up with it. And yeah, I, I, I'm so happy that we landed on that title because I think I would have realized after a while that I was the one that made the mistake.
0: Ah, all right. Well, then, with that decision-making process, is it still like a complete democracy? Like, would you have been able to override people? if you really no. had in your head. Okay. Right.
2: No, a hundred percent. No. <laughs> yeah. Every, everything in our band is, is always up for discussion. And it, I, I don't, I I don't say we would put it to like a formal vote, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's pretty well understood that if three people are on one side and two are on the other, like the three people win. Okay. And, and but we're also big on compromise, you know, like, cause I remember when we had that discussion, they were like, if, if that's really why, what whatever the title was that I, my, stupid-ass thought <laughs> um they were like if that's re- what you really want like we can figure out a way to compromise like a- everyone is really really respectful of each other even even if it's a really heated discussion and we feel like we're at each other's throats, it's like it's it's all because we care yeah about this more than anything in the world and and but yeah absolutely it's a democracy like we there is nobody in this band that is more important than anybody
0: else right now, do you still write the same way? Do you still, at least for this album, did you do it where you're doing all the lyrics and then the guys do you know, the music and then come to you and then you work things in? Or was it done a different way? Uh, it was
2: done similar, uh, in, a, in a similar fashion, but a little more open-ended. So this time we, we actually had a family friend hook us up with a very cheap cabin rental. They oh. own a campground. And we rented a cabin for two weeks and right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And we got away from the internet. We literally didn't have service. Wow. Uh, got away from the internet. We were there for, or it wasn't two weeks. Sorry, my bad. It was one week, okay. uh, but we were all plugged into a computer. Everybody helped write the record. And then once we got to the studio, I began writing lyrics mm-hmm. and it was way more open-ended this time. It, I, I I let people contribute more than I normally do. And, It was never um, like a matter of pride or anything before. Mm -hmm. It was more just I knew what I had to say and I knew the way I wanted to say it. And I I just, I didn't want to let anybody in for fear that they might dilute that message a little bit, I guess. I I don't, maybe that's the right word. Uh, But this time I I was way more comfortable letting people in and, and contribute. And, you know, if they thought I should say something differently or use a different word, Uh, I I was super open to it the song on the record one of my favorites actually was a huge collaborative effort between myself and Steven uh, who has never written a single lyric in his life oh Um, and he came at me and he was like hey I have this idea uh, and I have a little bit of of um, a start to the lyrics for it but I wanted to bring it to you like I, I think it could be really cool and It basically just started with the idea that, you know, the song is called Mile Zero. And the idea is that when you're driving on a highway, you know, you have these mile markers and they tell you where you're going. And if you're at mile zero, you're just kind of in between. You're not really forward or backward. And so you're just kind of living in this like numb state. And I thought it was a really cool uh, metaphor. And I was like, yeah, dude, let's roll with it. And so that whole song was me and him just bouncing ideas off of each other back and forth and, and and it turned out to be one of my favorite songs on the record
0: yeah it's really good all right i like that story behind that too because yeah it's very prominent it's a very prominent metaphor in that track itself so that is very cool all right so that is an interesting way that you change things around a little bit all right that's what i wasn't sure about because yeah you were able to kind of i mean if you think about the quote-unquote standards for when an album comes out from a band You know, there are a couple people like Johnny Frank and Bill Murray put out an album almost every like six to seven months, somewhere around there. But you've got, you know, a turnaround of a year and a half about, you know, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So are you looking to keep that kind of schedule? Is it just whatever flows naturally from you, you want to get out there? Or was it some other reason of why the album is actually out earlier than a lot of other bands?
2: Uh Yeah, so the the cadence to us was actually pretty important because we, we started to realize pretty early on after, if I don't make it, came out that, and I think this is a growing trend in the music industry as a whole, but uh, bands are putting out records quicker and people are constantly bombarded with new music. I mean, True. you look at the month of November, you've had Architects, you've had Silent Planet, Old Wounds, oh, All yeah. That Remains, like all these incredible bands putting out records and and that's a one month out of the year. Right. So it's super important. I think in, in, in the time that we're in for bands to just put out as much music as you can. And and that's not to say like rush it. Right. Don't, don't put out quality or quantity over quality because nobody wants 50 songs a year if they suck. But a hundred percent, like you, I think it's important to dedicate more time, to writing good music and to do it in a timely manner. A lot of bands take time off and they, you know, they think, okay, well now we don't have to write for six months again. Right. And I, I just don't know that that works anymore. And, and whether that's a good or a bad thing, I'm not sure. I mean, we get more records from sick bands all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's definitely stressful. It's hard. It's super difficult for a band like us who, uh everybody works full time jobs and Chris has a kid and it, it's tough man it's super hard to manage but it's important to us and so yeah i mean, I, I think going forward if we have our way obviously you know there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen uh with a band a, a smaller band our size and managers and label and and stuff like that but yeah the cadence is going to be important i think for everybody we're going to try we we've already talked about trying to do at least one or two more songs, uh maybe record them early next year
3: okay. if we have
2: some time and just just to have a little bit more, uh yeah, yeah. we had some songs left over from the record that weren't finished that we could maybe work on, and yeah, just just to be like, hey, you know, we put out a record six months ago, but we're still here, we're still working, and like this is this is what we're doing right now uh and, and if we can do another record in a year and a half awesome like i'm 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 super down it, to be honest, I mean this record has been finished since maybe I want to say July?
0: Oh wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: So I mean if if you really think about it, we we've recorded the record. We were done with music and everything was finished by February.
0: Oh, which is when if I don't make it came out.
2: Yeah, year. yeah. So but, I you know if if we were like an independent band or whatever, it the record would have come out almost a year after the last one, but you got to wait on everybody else and and also just make sure that you're releasing the record at the best time possible
0: that is true now i'll ask a double question here one of them is how has In Vogue records been you know because you mentioned you're a smaller band but that doesn't mean you have small talent so they've got to see something in you to continue wanting to work with you especially after if i don't make it so that's question one the second one yeah. is how do you feel about you just mentioned Four bands that put out stellar albums recently <laughs> how do you feel you know being ghost key coming at them on november 16 like does that really wreck your confidence Or are you so just like i love this so much that this will stand with all those bands
2: yeah yeah i mean invo's been awesome they've they've done everything that a label should do mm-hmm. uh i i you know i i definitely can't I can't say anything uh, bad about them. I mean, they've done everything they can, especially for a, like a three person operation. Yeah. Uh, I know that they have a lot on their plate a lot of the times and they're always, they get back to us in a timely manner and yeah, they do everything they can. So, I mean, we have no complaints. Great. Uh, definitely, definitely not a, I don't know. We're not haters, man. You right. know, we, <laughs> we don't, we don't ask a lot from a lot of people and <laughs> as long as you can just, do what you got to do and and help us do what we got to do. Like we're happy. Right. We're we're very easy to please. Uh, And as far as the release, like a release schedule for the month of November, I was absolutely thrilled when I found out what records are coming out this month and that ours will be among them. Yeah. yeah. Do I, does it make me nervous? Yes. hundred (laughs) percent, because there is absolutely the potential that, uh, you know, architects came out, uh, what's today? I don't even know what today is. Saturday today is
0: Saturday. So yeah, it came out yesterday.
2: Yeah, it came out yesterday. So we listened to it at midnight and I was blown away. Absolute yeah. masterpiece. One of my favorite bands and they have yet to put out a bad record. Okay, uh, sure. silent planet. I actually have had that record for months. And oh, you're one
0: of the lucky ones. I got you.
2: <laughs> yes, I was. We, we traded, we made a deal. Oh, I, I gave cool. them our record. They gave me theirs. So, I like that. uh, I don't know. I think they might have lost out in that trade, but it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, incredible record. It was it was literally my album of the year as soon as I heard it. Wow! And okay. uh, it's it's a little tough now with Architects. I I'm not really sure who my album of the year is right. now, but uh, yeah, man. I I've been saying since we found out that November is just the month of metalcore, baby.
0: It really is. <laughs> it it's
2: it's is. all that remains. Record is amazing. The Old Ones record is
0: amazing. Yeah. Look, uh, I love old wounds. I was surprised by all that remains because of their life. I was
2: surprised as well. I was very surprised.
0: They went right back to what yeah. made them, you know, made them who they were, and I yep. really enjoyed that. So yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, man, I
2: was nervous. Uh, I'm still nervous. I mean, it's not out yet. I have right, no idea. Right. But uh like I said, I'm not confident in a lot of things, but I'm confident in this record and I believe in this record and I think I think that it'll it'll be a good one for us
0: absolutely man you know i don't lie about that shit so you know how (laughs) i feel about it it's already it's in my top 10 and that's with everything that came out yesterday yeah and i I think
2: that it it also works in our favor i was thinking about this today it works Mm -hmm. in our favor that it comes out so late because people are making their album of the year you know they're they're making their album of the year list and it's not as easy to remember a record that came out in january or february or march but ours is fresh on the brain and not that that holds any merit that you know i don't know aubrey or whoever like random person put us on their album of the year (laughs) list but like i yeah i think a record coming out at the end of the year it's fresh in people's minds and i i don't think that's a bad thing i think it's a good thing so i i definitely hope that that also works in our favor
0: absolutely i think it will i definitely think it will so let's we have, and we've been talking for a while. So, I, but I want to make sure I I cover a couple of other things as well as we like to do on the show. So that I was got a good all the pl- time. look, you you are my man. I got all oh, the time you, in the world for Ian Hayes. Ah, oh, I love it. I'm gonna take that clip right there, and that's just gonna <laughs> play at the beginning of every show. <laughs>
2: good, absolutely love it.
0: Well, let me ask you this because I have seen. I mean, you are into a lot of things, but one of the big things that you like to put a lot of your time into is your Twitch account, right?
2: Oh yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I got to I got to bring that up because I see your interaction not only on, you know, not only with people who also follow your Twitch account, but you know, they actually go to shows as well. It's almost like another form of marketing, another form of making a community. So tell me yeah. please, how did that start because I don't think the last time we spoke that you were doing as much on Twitch as you are now.
2: Uh so if you can tell me, do you remember when we talked? I want to say it was November.
0: It might have been around. Yeah, it might have been October, November of last year. So it's Yeah, about a because year. it was yeah. on the
2: cold front tour. Okay, yes, so absolutely. at that time, I I got home from that tour, mm-hmm. and that's when I started streaming on Twitch.
0: Ah, okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I had not really known a whole lot about Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um outside of what it was you know i knew it was like a video game streaming platform but i didn't really know what it was right and a buddy of mine who i've known for a long time through hardcore shows uh i found out he was a streamer on twitch and he posted on facebook and on twitter that he had become a twitch partner which i didn't really know what it was yeah well i looked into it and i was like whoa that's really cool like that's a big deal Mm -hmm. and so i started watching him and i was just like damn, this is a really cool thing like i'm I'm pretty bummed. I've never heard about this, and watched him a little more, watched him a little more, you know, did some googling and and I was like, I think this is something I like wanna do and i yeah. honestly, I started off and it was terrible like <laughs> i I was streaming a game that i I shouldn't have been streaming because I wasn't good at it, but i oh. I didn't know anything about it you know to Got me you. it was just my 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 thought process was, oh, I'll just press go live, and there'll be like a hundred people. And I found out pretty quick that wasn't the case. But it's been really cool because it allows me to combine something I already love, which is video games, Mm -hmm. with another thing I already love, which is conversation and also just entertaining people. Like, I I like to entertain. Obviously, you're in a band. You have to like to entertain people. Right. Uh, and, And it's been awesome because I've grown a community of people who either really like ghost key and so they want to hang out with me which is super tight because we can talk about the band but we can also talk about just you know music in general but then at the same time i've also grown a community of people who couldn't give a shit less about ghost key <laughs> and it's awesome like it, as silly as that sound like it sounds like such a bad thing but like yeah. i'll have people come in and like they'll stick around for a while and they'll be like yeah i checked out your band i don't like it at all <laughs> and i'm like I'm like, dude, that's sick. Like, because that means you're here just to hang out with me. Like, right. you're not yeah. here for for any other reason than you just enjoy yourself and that I'm entertaining, and that's awesome. <laughs> so it's been really cool, man. It, it's it's grown a lot. Like I've put I've put so much money and so much time into it because it, it's something that quickly became really important to me. And right. and honestly, we we've spent a lot of time off the road in the past year between doing the record and having management changes, and, and just, like, a lot of stuff all at once. And so it, it kept me sane. Like, wow. I, I I had nothing to do, so I it was the best thing. It came to me at the best time, 100%, and it's something I don't see myself quitting anytime soon.
0: No, I wouldn't think so. So that that is pretty awesome. So what type of games have you been playing recently on Twitch? I mean, it was October,
2: so you know I had to play some, some horror games. Ah, sure. sure. Uh,
0: yeah i play all kinds of
2: stuff man i like i i went into it playing uh PUBG, or if you don't know what that is player on those battlegrounds yeah, yeah. It's like it was the the big battle royale game everybody played it i wasn't any good at it but it was just that's what everyone played on twitch so i thought not? so yeah. that's what i played mm-hmm. and uh then i was like man i have a massive backlog of games that I've bought and never played like right. my my steam account for those familiar with like pc gaming mm-hmm. is probably 70 percent games that I've gotten in sales or as gifts uh that I've never played Wow! and so I was just like man I probably should like probably should start cutting into these instead of keep buying new games and right. so at first yeah I just started playing some of the old games that I had on my steam account and then later on as I started to learn that twitch is just like being in a band it's it's marketing it's yep. branding it's it's creating you know this specific image and and niche for yourself i i made a move towards single player games specifically story involved single player games yep. uh indie games and horror games so oh, okay. i'll play some of the triple a titles that kind of like i'm playing red dead right now right uh which is by the way absolutely incredible i've heard
0: nothing but good things
2: truly a masterpiece if if anybody hears this podcast and wants to talk about how amazing (laughs) red dead is let's go because that is a masterpiece uh yeah red dead spider-man and then indie titles i'm pretty big on a game called into the gungeon Mm -hmm. uh another game that i am a big fan of is called sleep tight uh, oh, and okay. these are like games that are made by small studios, just a couple people, right? Uh, super, super awesome. I, I love indie games. I think they're because again, it, it's very similar to a band. These are a small studio with a couple people who are out against the world. Like they don't have a lot of money, but they have a lot of passion and they're right. doing everything they can to like make that dream a reality. So I am just naturally drawn to that attitude. So I love indie games. And then horror games are fun because I was too much of a coward to play them by myself. <laughs> now uh, you've got I, I, ne- I would time. never finish a horror game by myself. And then I started streaming on Twitch, right. and you—you it, it, you feel like people are sitting there in the room with you, so exactly. it makes it a little easier. Uh, I finished Outlast a while back. Ah. We played Evil Within Two, which was super fun. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been awesome, man. It's—it it truly has, like. I, I talk about it so much to, to all my friends and family because it, it really is, next to Ghost Key, like one of the best things that's ever happened to me.
0: And that's what I figured. And that's why I knew I wanted to talk to you about it because it's something yeah. you're very passionate about as well. So now in January of next year, are you going to be doing Kingdom Hearts 3?
2: Brother, let me tell you <laughs> that I have been waiting what feels like two, ugh, excuse me two or three lifetimes. Yep. For Kingdom Hearts three to be announced with a release date, <laughs> right? No,
0: I'm with you. Um, I'm a huge fan, so I get it. Yeah, I uh,
2: Kingdom I, I I credit Kingdom Hearts for my my love for video games in general. It was wow. the first game I ever picked out myself. Uh, I, I've been playing games since I mean since I could walk. My yeah, my yeah. dad owned every Nintendo console, and then when the PS one came out, he owned one two and three like you know my dad's a pretty big gamer as well and uh but kingdom hearts two, i i I don't know if it was because it was a disney related title or what but when it came out and my dad took me to the store to to buy me a game that was the game sitting on the shelf that i picked and i fell in love and i've been in love with that series for as long as i can remember oh yeah and so kingdom hearts three yes absolutely that will be that will be a game that that the the minute it comes out we we will be playing that on my twitch and i will i will beat that game as <laughs> quick as possible
0: yes like i'm no so side quest no nothing i just need to know what the storyline is going to bring well
2: nobody knows because nobody knows anything about the kingdom heart storyline because it's the most convoluted thing it's in the world
0: absolutely i can't <laughs> even i can't even keep track of all the different side games that they yeah. have like i just can't do it so i, it's, I <laughs>
2: absolutely one of the most difficult series to like place on a timeline yep and and that's why it's so funny it's like how can i be in love with something that's so confusing but i love it all the same
0: yeah no i get it because for me the first thing that i got hooked on were the final fantasy series so yeah 100 percent. yeah so it was kind of like a maybe almost a lateral move to yeah. kingdom hearts and then yeah and i love seeing the final fantasy characters show up in it as oh well. yeah, so it just it works on so many levels. But you're the absolutely cloud fight is like one of the
2: biggest pain in the asses of all time. Oh
0: yeah, cloud versus Sephiroth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you're absolutely correct as well on feeling like it's been a lifetime since yeah. they've announced Kingdom Hearts three and actually had a date, and now they actually have a date, which I'm is not, insane.
2: I'm not accurate. I, I don't think I'm going to be like, you know, uh dead on with this. But mm-hmm. I want to say that Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced somewhere around 2009 um shortly Probably. after the PS3 came out because I know that originally it was a PS3 Xbox 360 mm-hmm. title.
0: Right. And right.
2: that quickly became not a reality. Right. <laughs> but I know it I know it was announced you know pretty shortly after the PS3 came out and and 2009 would have only been a couple years so Very yeah true. I Dude, oh I can't I literally can't even believe that January is almost here. Between uh Smash Ultimate coming out next month oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Kingdom Hearts, like it's it's such a good time to to be somebody who loves video games.
0: Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, i I'm, I'm finally having some time to be able to play them. So right now my whole thing's been Rocket League. But that's oh, a, amazing game. Ama- yeah. I'm not even good at it. It's amazing. I'm horrible at it. And then one day I scored seven goals and three assists in one match. And I was like, oh, apparently I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm like, I I guess I know what I'm doing now. And then the (laughs) next match, I couldn't score a goal. So I I don't get it. But (laughs) I do do enjoy it a lot. But yeah, I am looking forward to Kingdom Hearts 3. So let me switch gears again. And obviously, you know, we'll talk about plugs at the end. But I'll have your Twitch account, you know, listed. So that way people can follow you easily on that as well.
2: Love it. Love, love, love it.
0: So the last time we spoke as well, we talked a little Dragon Ball Z. You know, we went into a little Oh, anime. yeah, we did. Yeah, of course. So I have to ask, have you gotten into any new animes at all? Like, have you given uh, Attack on Titan a chance yet? Yeah, yeah.
2: Actually, I definitely have. Um, oh, very nice. So I, I did Attack on Titan uh, at a the recommendation of our old bassist, Ryan. Okay. He, um, he was like, dude, you really should watch Attack on Titan. If you like Dragon Ball Z, like, there's a lot there. You you know, they're not like the same show or anything, but he was like, if you like the action of Dragon Ball Z, you'll like Attack on Titan. And I remember being at home and I was just nothing to do. And I I turned on Netflix and sure enough, Attack on Titans on there and crushed the whole series in two days. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I I immediately was just like, yeah, I'm logged in on this. This is amazing.
0: Yeah. I am a huge fan of that as well. I'm really glad you got to see it because I know it's very popular now. But it took a while for people to mm-hmm. kind of get into it. But once you watch it, that first time, you're hooked.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's great. The story is awesome. Uh, and, and, like, all the animation is, is gorgeous.
0: And it's, it's depressing so as fuck.
2: It's what? It's depressing as fuck. Oh, yeah. It's super depressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, I will say I was – I like, I'm sure most people, when uh you think the main character – You think they straight just killed him off. And I wouldn't have been surprised. It's like episode four or five. (laughs) And you're like, you know that there's still like four, four, I think four or something episodes after you're, you're, you are literally jaw on the floor. I could not believe that I watched the main character die. And there was a whole episode without him leading us to believe that he wasn't coming back. Right I, I was like, there is no way they just killed Aaron. He is not dead. (laughs) and 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 i believed it because like i said there's a whole episode where they just they don't mention him other than you know the characters are mourning his loss but yeah they just they lead you to believe that he's he's just gone he's dead wow and i i was just i mean heart-wrenching oh yeah it's so i my girlfriend was just like it's a cartoon and i was just like okay yeah (laughs) i don't care i'll let (laughs) it's really good yeah i it's a really good cartoon yeah
0: exactly and that's like, we talk about Dragon Ball Z. We talk about some of the, you know, the huge names there where the good characters, the good guys, they actually get to win at some point. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. rooting. You know they have to go through a lot of hardship, and then they win. I'm still waiting in, in Attack on Titan for the good guys yeah. to even get anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I think,
2: why why after I watched it, I, was so, I realized I was so drawn to it because it is. Very similar. I not a direct comparison, but it's very similar to a movie called The Road. Uh, oh
0: yeah, yeah. I read the book to that as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I've never read the book, but I've seen the movie, and I always tell people it that is one of the most exhausting movies I've yes. ever watched because it's not. It doesn't get better. No,
0: it definitely and
2: doesn't. And That's I think why I like Attack on Titan so much is it doesn't get better. Right. It you know they are at. I mean they are humanity at the end of the rope it's over for them exactly and you know you 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 start off the you obviously the big climactic beginning is uh the giant titan smashing through the wall and it and it's just like it doesn't get better like nothing nothing good is happening to them you know there are small victories here and there but it, it they're not just triumphing over evil they're fighting to survive and not winning
0: exactly yeah, and no, I think
2: that's why I like it so much.
0: Exa- yeah, and that's why I think people that truly like anime, that kind of you gravitate towards that because it's not always a storyline that you that you get because it's it's yeah. so different. And by the way, just so you know, without reading, you don't even need to read The Road, the book because that's almost one of the most accurate movies I've ever seen that oh, does good. exactly... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing... I can't even remember there being any differences between the way the book makes you feel, what happens in the book. Almost all that stuff is exactly the same in the movie. I mean, they call, in the book, it's the boy and the man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know that, that it, it, they're credited the same way in the movie, is Vigo Mortensen is just the
0: man. Right. Exactly. And, and that sounds like you should be saying Vigo Mortensen is the man. He is the man. Yeah. You actually mean the title. Yeah. So... It is very interesting to hear that. So, are there any other animes that you've gotten into? Did you watch the new Bleach movie that was on? Uh, I haven't
2: seen Bleach. It's actually I So I have like a little Google Notes list mm-hmm. and uh like my top 5 right now are uh One Punch Man, which I've sure. I've begun watching and I I really really like yeah, it. It's good. I think it's super funny.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, uh, for sure.
2: So, One Punch Man and Parasite are the two at the top of the list which uh. I started and and like a lot. I really like hyperviolence, which is a strange thing to admit. But, uh, uh, yeah, so One Punch Man and Parasite are at the top of the list. Those are the ones I've started. And then uh, 3 through 5, probably going to be Bleach, because everyone tells me that that's just like a a staple anime. It's amazing. Um, I want to rewatch – number four is – I've already seen it a little bit as a a kid, but I want to rewatch Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, okay. uh, Which is, again, a classic anime. And then – Number five, probably my hero Academia. I haven't started it, I have but not. I love okay. the concept.
0: Like, can you give me the basic synopsis? Because I haven't seen that either. Uh,
2: yeah. So it's essentially a world where everyone goes to school to be a superhero.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, All right. it's really, really interesting, and, and apparently like it's that. like pretty funny, and it, and it's got a lot of action. You know, the the standard tropes. Yeah. I gotta add number six. Because I haven't seen it yet and so, I keep meaning to, is Fist, uh, Fist of the North Star.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that one either. Yeah,
2: super high, It's just a, a hyper violent, like over masculine. Uh, I think it came out in the 80s uh, oh, okay. anime movie. It's super, super funny. It's actually where the a lot of people know the meme Nani, which is like a big thing on the internet right now, but that's where it came from. It's, oh, okay. it's pretty ridiculous, but also it looks sick.
0: Wow. Okay. No, now I have things to look up yeah. as well. So that works out perfectly. So I think we're probably pretty good to wrap this up. Before we do, though, was there anything else you wanted to go over with See This Through? Just in case there was anything that I missed. Obviously, people are going to know it comes out November 16. You know, I'll be obviously plugging it on all social medias and trying to get people to get into it. But is there anything else you wanted to cover that we didn't get a chance to cover?
2: Uh, I don't really think so. Uh, I guess the biggest thing for me is that and I, I'll tell you this about any of our records: if you are interested at all, I don't care how you get it. Please just listen to it, uh, right. whether that's buying it or other means. You know, I'm not advocating that, but I I just want <laughs> you to hear the record. That's right. that's all that matters to me. And if you can find a way to do that, that that would mean the world to us because I we have put everything, every ounce of our being into this band and into this record, and it truly is the most important piece of music. That I've been a part of thus far, and I think that there is a lot on there that you will find there there is so much content on this record mm-hmm. for so many different types of people right and if you don't like one song, if you didn't like the way I sang a heart support <laughs> uh like I promise you there's a song on that record for you and Absolutely. uh yeah i I think that's like the most important thing I can say about the record. It's literally the best the best piece of music we've ever written and the the thing I'm most proud of. To anybody that's listening to this or that's had anything to do with our band ever, I love you and I appreciate you and you mean more to me than
0: you could ever possibly know. So thank you. That is awesome, man. I mean, a perfect ending right there for sure. So I will have, you know, like we've done in the past, I will have links in the description of the episode so everyone can, you know, depending on when this comes out, pre-order the album or at least pick it up you know, listen on all, you know, streaming platforms, go see you live. Obviously, you're going to continue the tour with Obey the Brave, and that's going to go on for another couple weeks. And then hopefully, you know, if you guys want, you're going to be out there, you know, on tour again. So make sure to have all those. Yeah, we'll make sure to have all those links there so everyone can follow you very easily, talk to you about everything, follow you on Twitch, everything (laughs) like that. So on that note, though, is there anything else you want to leave everyone with before we call tonight? a
2: night. Uh, Support, heart support. They're the most important organization in this scene
0: right now. I think I'll put a link for that too. Absolutely. Well, Austin, look, I love every show that we do. This was a lot of fun. It's a very natural conversation when you're on here, which I especially appreciate. And like I said, I don't lie on this show. I love see this through. I'm going to be plugging it all over the place. And it's in definitely in my top 10 for this year, whether it came out now or earlier, it would still be in my top 10. So thank you so much. And, you know, you're always welcome on the show. We can do this anytime. So once again, thank you very much, man.
2: Thanks for having me, brother. I love you and I appreciate you.
0: And welcome back. That was really great. A big thank you to Austin for returning to the show once again. Make sure you pre-order See This Through through In Vogue Records before it comes out this Friday. You really won't regret it. You can do that by following all the links in the description of the episode. And while you're there, you can also check out Austin's Twitch account and heart support, just like we talked about on the show. If you liked what you heard, You can also support me, Ian Hates, by going to the other links in the description as well. Another big thanks to Austin, Mike, and Ghost Key for continuing to kill it. You'll be hearing more about See This Through on more Ian Hates in the future. We're going to end tonight with heart support off See This Through. Another great conversation with Austin in the books. And I will leave you, the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone
3: feeling helpless because
1: you're suffering and there's nothing I can do to change it this ain't about me I just want to know that you're okay that you're gonna make it be enough but I'm begging you to hear what I said your struggle will never define you there is so much more to you than insecurity I know that you're afraid of what the future holds I will help carry your heart with it